The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a new edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. Please like, share, and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts across the Big Blue View Radio network. All right, with your Giants coming back from their week 13 bye, getting ready to face the Green Bay Packers on Monday Night Football this week. Here to uh, help me assess the uh, the state of the New York Giants is Patricia Trena, and I appreciate Patty hopping on today. Patty's playing a little bit hurt this week, so uh, so so we appreciate uh, Patty getting to getting to the starting line here. Yeah, I'm hurting, but you know what? The show must go on, as they say, and uh, here I am. And uh, even, just go easy on me. That's all I ask. Even if uh, Patty, even if you're 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 hurting a little bit because of self-inflicted wounds from from having too much fun last week. Hey, listen, <laughs> I I deserve it, man. I haven't had fun like that, and I can't tell you how long. So. Yeah, we won't uh, we won't pick on you too much about your about your choice of of of, of bands to oh, go. Oh, you'll go pick watch. on me, and I, I, I'm waiting for it, Ed. You're waiting for you're waiting for me to mention that that you that you went tromping around watching Kiss last week. <laughs> hey, it's not a secret. No, if you were on my not. Instagram account, you knew it. So, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Hey, you know, different uh, different strokes for different folks. I'll take Springsteen tickets if anybody wants to give them to me anytime. So I would take that too. I yeah. would definitely take that for sure. Yep. There you go. There you go. Anyway, Patty, let's uh, let let's talk about football. Let's talk about the New York Giants and uh, four and eight at the bye. That we talked to Giants players on Monday and and they made reference to. December football and having a lot to play for and having everything still in front of them if uh, if, if they take care of business on a week-to-week basis. But I don't know about you, but for me, that's a lot of you know players trying to convince themselves that, that these games are still important and, and helping motivate themselves because the playoffs aren't happening for this team. Yeah, I I mean, they're, mathematically, they're still alive. So you never say never, but 
I think if we were betting people, if you were a betting man, if I were a betting woman, we probably could say the Giants aren't making the postseason. We wouldn't make any money off that bet either, Patty. We might. <laughs> we might. Not a lot, but, you know. But, but that being said, you know, it's – and I hate this expression, but I think it's applicable here. At this point, the players are playing for pride. You know, some guys won't be here next year, so they're put, trying to put the best film possible out there for their next team. Some guys may be in line for promotions next year, those that will be back here next year. So they're trying to show the coaches that, hey, we're still dialed in and locked in. So I could see where there's something for them to play for. I know that sounds like loser speak, but I can kind of see, you know, the motivation, if you will, for some of these guys. Absolutely. And Patty, you know, we have to talk about what I want to talk about as we get through the show is some of the guys on this roster who who have a lot to play for, some of those guys who still have a lot to prove. And I think we need to start with the quarterback situation. And when I think about it, you know, it's it's a decision that Brian Dable has to make. Does he go with Tommy DeVito? Two wins in a row. He has everybody excited. You know, he's got the fan base fired up. He's got people, you know, making nicknames for him and sandwiches named after himself. And, you know, a gazillion people standing in line to get his autograph and all of that. There you go. There you go. But, uh, you know, you know, but he's still an undrafted free agent rookie and there's there's got to be a ceiling, you know, Linsanity only lasted for so long. And, and you wonder if this uh, DeVito craze is, is, is going to do the same thing. Tyrod Taylor is a free agent at the end of this year. Don't know if the Giants are going to bring him back or not. Haven't talked to Tyrod to know if he even wants to play beyond this year. But when you think about it, they both have things to play for. They both have things to prove. And I don't know which way the Giants are going to go. If if it's you making this decision, what's more important? Finding out what Tommy DeVito can do, finding out if he can be part of your quarterback room going forward, or using Tyrod Taylor's experience to maybe give the rest of your roster the the best chance to show what it can do. I've gone back and forth on this. Initially, I was all team DeVito. I said, he's done nothing to lose the job. But in having thought about it, I've been spending a lot of time on trains, so I've had time to think about this, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, look, Tommy DeVito, all this experience he's gotten this year, is gravy on top of the chicken cutlet. <laughs> and I promise that's the last, that's the last chicken cutlet joke. Oh, there you go. Go for it. So this is experience that nobody was really counting on him getting. Nobody, nobody anticipated that Daniel Jones would go down or that Tyrod Taylor would go down. So this is all experience that he can use for next year. There are still limitations to his game. With him, it's either throw deep. Or take a sack, basically. His, there's no in-between with him. There's still a question of, is he trusting what he sees? Because he's holding on to the ball too long. So, you know, 
this experience, I think, and what he has shown in the opportunities, he has shown that he can be part of the room next year. Now, is he a QB2? Not quite. Does he have the potential to be a QB2 next year with more development? Possibly. Is he a QB1? No, I'm not going to go that far. With Tyrod, Tyrod has the experience. He's seen things. He's a little bit more comfortable back there, better decision maker. Um, I think if you're the Giants and you want to cling to that less than 1% chance of you getting into the playoffs, which we all know is probably unrealistic, but try telling that to the athletes. Um, I think maybe you say to yourself, okay, listen, Tommy, you did a great job for us. We want to move ahead. We want to, you know, give ourselves an opportunity to, you know, extend this a little bit. We're going to go with Tyrod. Yeah, I, I hear you. And it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not an easy decision for Brian Dayball and, and, you know, general managers and coaches will always tell you that, that they have to consider how every decision that they make will play in the locker room. And I want to ask you, we were both on Zoom call on Monday with several of the Giants players. We we didn't have access to, to them in person. We will as the week goes along. We had a chance to talk to two of the veteran offensive players, and it's not a full sampling of the room. But we talked to Darius Slayton. We talked to Andrew Thomas. And Am I reading or was am I reading too much into it? Neither one of those guys would say, I want Tyrod or I want Tommy. And of course they're not going to say that to us. But am I reading too much into it when I when I look at the fact that the first thing both of those guys mentioned in being asked about those two quarterbacks, the first thing they both mentioned was Tyrod Taylor's experience. Am I reading too much into that to think that maybe there's a preference in the locker room for, for Tyrod to play? Um, It is a small sample size, but yeah. I, 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 th I think you're spot on with your interpretation. It's nothing personal against Tommy, who has done a good job of what has been asked of him. His game, as I mentioned, still a little bit limited. And I think these guys realize that doesn't mean that they hate him. Doesn't mean that they want to throw him out by the curb. It's just that, look, if you're going to go through the entire week to prepare yourself to be put through the ringer and be sore the next day, you want to come out with something to show for it. And you want to know that you have the best possible personnel, the best possible game plan, the best possible you know, circumstances to make sure that you come out on top. And the more I think about it, I think Tyrod gives them that opportunity. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Patty. And I'm thinking about this from the perspective of the Giants often criticized, deservedly maligned offensive line this year. When I look at it, that offensive line for me under DeVito and I've gone back and forth on it like you have, and I can see both sides of, of the argument. If I'm an offensive lineman, though, I'm thinking for the last three or four weeks, Tommy DeVito has made me look worse than I actually am. Mm. 
All right, because a lot of what's going on with the breakdown, with the the supposed breakdowns in pass protection, have been more about the quarterback not being able to get the ball out of his hands. As many good plays as he made, as he's made, there's too many times when he doesn't get the ball out of his hands when he needs to. And if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm thinking Tyrod Taylor gives me a better opportunity to look like the player that I think I am. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, that's I, I think that's a big part of it is you have to consider the rest of the guys in the room and not just the future of who your backup or your or your number three quarterback is going to be. You have to consider <clears throat> allowing the entire room to function at its best. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. You know, you don't want to be made to look foolish. And, you know, everybody is screaming about the offensive line. And that doesn't mean that the offensive line is blameless. They have had their breakdowns and their issues. But when your quarterback is holding the ball for longer than 2.5 seconds and he's approaching three seconds, that's going to make you as an offensive lineman look bad. It's going to frustrate you. Something's going to break down. So, again, when you're an athlete, I think you want to have the best possible circumstances the best personnel around you and look Tommy DeVito has played well with what he's been asked to do he still has a lot of room to grow and like I said this is all gravy for him this experience that he's getting this wasn't meant to be it just so happens that it happened and now he's going to be ahead of where he would have been this time next year support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning as a parent You want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Patty, let's let's talk about some of the other players who have a lot to play for for the remainder of the season. All of the players have, you know, they're trying to put the best film on the the best film out there that they can. They're trying to further their careers the best that they can. But when you look at it, the Giants have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to the offseason. And there are a lot of players who we don't know if they're going to be back next year. We don't know what whether they're going to be starters or reserves or what position they might play. So let's talk about a few of the guys that the Giants have to make decisions about. Top of that list is Evan Neal. Mm -hmm. So we talked about him on your show as well. And 
let me let me put it to you this way. In your mind, we know that Joe Shane during his bi-week press conference supported the idea that Evan Neal can still be a right tackle, which I think he has to at this point in the year with games to play still. We don't know if, you know, we don't know what what the long-range plan is for next year. In your mind, has the sand already run out of the hourglass on the idea that Evan Neal can be a right tackle? Um, or do we need to see more from him the rest of this year if he can get out on the field before the Giants can can make that decision? Well, you know, you can lean on the injury excuse and all the time he missed. But when he was on the field, did we really see much of an improvement from last year? I don't think we did. So, listen, I get why Joe Shane said, you know, we still believe he could be a right tackle. I get it. You're not going to say, oh, you know, we, we're giving up on him. That's going to be counterproductive. That being said, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're the Giants, you go back. You know, Joe Shane says, I saw what he did at Alabama. Well, go back. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he also play left guard at yes. Alabama? Go back yes, and look at the entire mm-hmm. body of work. Where was he at his best? Where does his skill set fit the best? Over on Giants Country, we had Coach Gene Clemens do an, uh, a breakdown of Evan Neal's film. And he is convinced that Evan Neal would make a really good left guard pairing up with Andrew Thomas on that side. And I tend to agree based on the skill set and based on you know just what we've seen from Evan Neal at right tackle because this guy cannot function on an island. No, I've seen I saw the piece that that Gene did on Giants Country. And one of the points that Gene made was that he thinks that Neil simply looked more comfortable on the left side than he did on the right side. And I can I can understand that. What what I have said to people who have asked me about this over and over at Big Blue View is you signed Justin Pugh for a reason for this year. And I, what I've said is, if you're going to move him to guard, I think you move him at least initially to right guard if you're going to play him there this year for the simple reason that that you're asking him on the fly to switch sides again. So, And plus, you've got Justin Pugh, and that's the position you signed Justin Pugh to play. So I don't think you make that move all the way across the line this year. I think that's when you go into the offseason and say, Evan, we think you're better suited on the left side. The opening that we have is at guard. That's where we're going to put you. You know, I watched the uh, I watched the Sunday night football game this week, 49ers and, and Chiefs. And Trent Williams is a phenomenal left tackle. Best in the business for a lot of years. Andrew Thomas is not that far off. But you watch the left side of that 49ers offensive line with with Williams and Aaron Banks at left guard, and you think, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have a big, strong, dominant left guard next to Andrew Thomas to uh, and really just have one side of your line, you know, with John Michael Schmitz, who looks like he's going to be a quality center. You've got one side of your line basically taken care of if Evan Neal can play that spot and do it well. And and that's what you would hope for. But uh so I, so it's interesting. I'm just not sure you make that move right now. 
Yeah, I, I think you have to <clears throat> play out the, the, the string here. I mean, look, coming off the buy, you're not going to make wholesale changes. But it's something I think you have to think about moving into the off season as you plan, okay, what do we need at this position? What do we need at that position and so forth? I don't anticipate it being done now, you know, as far as making any moves, but you have to start thinking about it because, you know, you better have a plan when you go into the off season for free agency, for, for the draft and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, that you can start doing now, obviously. Well, you can't go into, you can't go into year three with Evan Neal and not, and put him at a position you're not sure he can play. And, mm -hmm. and I get killed for this by some people at Big Blue View. I get killed for this by some people who think that I'm just a pure Jerry Reese hater. All right. But it's the same situation, Patty. It's really the same situation that the Giants were in that we with Eric Flowers and with Jerry Reese. Jerry drafted Eric Flowers to be a left tackle. And I think we all saw quickly that Eric Flowers couldn't be a left tackle in the NFL. Maybe he could be a right tackle. Maybe he could be a guard. A lot of people told me he couldn't be a guard because he was too big and played too upright. You know, but he had a couple of good years playing guard eventually. But Eric Flowers stayed at left tackle for three years. He stayed at left tackle until Jerry Reese wasn't the GM anymore. And I... I don't want to see Joe Shane be stubborn about it and say I drafted this guy number seven to play right tackle, and he's just gonna and he's going to stay there because that's what I drafted him to do. That's that's a mistake. That's that's not good work by the GM. That's being stubborn and trying to prove yourself right. So so I hope that's not part of the equation. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, look at this point. You drafted the kid, what, seventh overall? You just want him to be good, whether it's right. at guard or tackle. You just want to get some kind of return on your investment from him. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with, okay, he didn't work out as a tackle. We move him inside the guard. If he goes on and becomes an all-pro guard, is anybody going to really complain? Is anybody going to really have a problem with that? Nope. I wouldn't think, I would think no. Nope, not at all. Patty, I know you're, uh, you're playing hurt here. And and I don't want to keep you for too long. I just want to ask you, when you think about the next five games, we've talked about quarterback, we've talked about Neil, who's who's the, the real obvious guy who's got some things to prove. Who for you are just a couple of the other players who you think you know have a lot to prove in terms of whether they have futures with the Giants or not? Hmm. Uh, counting the the unrestricted free agents to be, I would say maybe Xavier McKinney still needs to prove that he. Yeah, can, I he wonder can if I wonder if McKinney has the way he's played the last two or three three weeks. I wonder if he's already proved it, or if he needs to show the rest. Uh, of I think the he way. needs to show a little bit more because he's going to want big money. Yeah, well, he's going to have to justify. It. I mean, can we mm -hmm. say that he's justified it? Not yet. I mean, he he right. showed he showed the two weeks before the buy that that he's capable of it, but right. you can't pay a guy off of two weeks. So no. I so I get it. So yeah, McKinney would be one. 
Um, let me see who else off the let top me, of my head. Let me throw a name at you and see what you, Adore, how about Adore Jackson? I don't think Adoree's coming back next year. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I, I don't either, but I wonder if he can, you know, even if even if he's not back, they're big games for Adoree because they're contract games. True, true. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I would be surprised if Adoree's back. Um, certainly he's playing for his next contract, but, uh, you kind of get the impression they want to go with the youth movement, Deontay mm -hmm. Banks and maybe Trey Hawkins at cornerback moving forward. And then, you know, bringing another young cornerback to build up that depth. Um, let me just go down the line here. Who, who else might be playing? You can look at some veterans, but I don't think they're going to be what about, back. What about, uh, I'll just throw one more name at you for a thought. Isaiah Hodgins, who I think is still yes. a restricted free agent, but hasn't had the year that that he had last year and a half yeah. season. He hasn't really had that kind of impact. Yeah, I think Hodgins for sure. Um, you know, he, he he's kind of fizzled out after being like, you know, the the eight child, if you will, last year. Um, yeah, it was it was curious to me, Patty. Just a quick comment on Hodgins. I think we started to see it in training camp and in the preseason that he was pushed down the line a little bit. He was playing more preseason snaps than I would have thought of for a guy that that you might have thought entering the season was you know a starting wide receiver, if not the number one wide receiver. So it was it was curious right from the beginning the situation with Hodgins, but but I think he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, I think so too, because, you know, you look at next year at the receivers, Hyatt's going to be locked in. Um, Slayton's in year two of a two-year deal, so and there's been some t talk about whether he might be back or not. Shepard's going to be gone. Um, who am I missing? Wandale's, Wandale's Wandale locked in. Wandale will be here. Mm -hmm. Who's your big guy? Right. Who's your big guy? Right now it's Hodgins if he stays. Exactly. Or you draft someone. And oh, by the way, can we say that the Giants have a number one receiver on their roster? I don't no. think they do. Do they need one? Uh-huh. Well, especially since I think we've seen that Darren Waller is still a good player. Mm -hmm. But but he's he's maybe not the guy that he was three or four years ago with with the Raiders. And we've also seen that his health issues aren't going to go away. The fact that you you can't be certain, you know, from week to week, you know, how many times he's going to make the starting line. As much as we all were excited about his presence and what he can do when he's fully healthy and and, and all of that, it doesn't help if you can't make the starting line. So yeah. they still so they still need that guy who, you know, who draws attention, who draws two bodies, you know, every time he lines up. You're right. And, you know, that was missing. And Shane last year, if you remember correctly, <clears throat> excuse me, he downplayed it. He said, oh, there's a lot of number one receivers sitting home. Uh, you don't think that for a moment that he wouldn't give his IT to get a number one receiver? Oh, absolutely. He so absolutely he would. All right, Patty. Patty, I appreciate your uh, your hanging in there and and uh, and getting getting through the show here. You're a trooper, and I and I tried not to give you too much grief. That's appreciated. <laughs> <laughs>
So all those times on my show, I said I was going to throw you in jail. You you just got to get out of jail for free card. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how long it is before I before <laughs> I wreck that. <laughs> but, I, I give you two days. Uh, that depends on when I see you again, Patty. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.